If you're thinking about starting a podcast and wondering how much it costs, this episode is for you. My hope is that by pulling back the curtain a bit and sharing how much podcasting actually costs, you'll be able to make an informed financial decision about starting a podcast in the new year. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. I really want to inspire people. My, my podcast is focused on creatives of color who are trying to be successful and make it at their passion project and really just want to get in front of the right people and be inspirational and help people make it to the top. I feel like we have so much to give this world and so much to give society. Sometimes I think we just get, nobody pays attention to us, but we're here. And so I would love to just give that inspiration to people to go out there and do it. Today, I'm joined by Shireen, a.k.a. Funny Brown Girl Kassam. Shireen is an internationally touring stand-up comedian, radio personality, actress, and the host of Creative Breakthrough, a podcast where passion and hustle meet. Creative Breakthrough helps creatives jumpstart their creative careers by bringing listeners in-depth career-driving conversations with successful creative leaders of color across TV, film, music, literature, and so much more. Before we dive into today's topic, Shireen, tell us a little bit more about your show and what inspired you to start a podcast. I wanted to do a podcast for years. I found my journal from 2014. It actually says it in there, start a podcast. (laughs) And so it took me four years to get to this point. And I think what really wanted me to start a podcast is I wanted to have a voice. One of the reasons I started doing comedy is to have a voice, to share my opinions about the world. And I wanted to have another platform to do that. Um, And I do radio. So I thought that this was a great like adjacent skill set that I already had that I could kind of utilize to actually get my voice out there. What actually really um, inspired me to actually get started was I was on HBO uh, two years ago and I was at the American Black Film Festival and I got to have all these amazing conversations with creatives from music to movie to TV to comedy and then after the festival ended, those conversations stopped. And I realized I wanted to keep those conversations going because I felt like I learned so much in that short amount of time that I felt like there was just so much more out there to learn about how to get my passion off the ground, how to be successful, how to make it in the industry. And so basically, that's what really finally got the fire under me to get my podcast started. I love that. I love that so much. And it's so interesting that you've had this passion for podcasting for so long. Why do you think it took you so long to actually execute on this? I couldn't find a topic that I was passionate about. Passion is so important to me. I'm one of those people that if I'm not 100% committed to something, I'll just stop doing it. Um, Like working out. I'm always like, I'm going to work out. And then I stop because the workout that I decided to do like yoga just didn't work for me. I just wasn't passionate about it. And so in 2014, I wanted to do a podcast where I centered around my life. Like I'm I'm turning 30 and I want to change my life around. I want to get a new job and be an entrepreneur. And I thought that's what the podcast would be about. But I just wasn't passionate enough and I never made a change in my life. So that story would have totally fallen flat on its face. And what made 2018 the year for it to be like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I set out to do? Two things. So one, I like I said, I'm on the radio, but I actually had a nighttime show. I was on the radio during the day and at night in 2017. 
And then in 2017, I decided to leave the nighttime show. I decided it's not what I wanted to do. It wasn't really, I wasn't passionate about what we were talking about on the air. But I felt like I still had so much more I wanted to say. So I became very determined, like 2018 was going to be the year that I did a podcast. And then again, I just fumbled around all year, basically just jumping from idea to idea to idea because I knew I wanted something different, right? I didn't want to be the same. I didn't want to have a comedy podcast where I just talked to myself and made jokes. And then Spotify said, hey, we have this application process. And that really got me motivated to actually put to paper the thoughts that I was having and craft a topic that I was like passionate about. Yes. And that is exactly what sparked me also to start my podcast. I've been wanting a podcast since 2016. And it's true. I had a Google Doc somewhere that said start a podcast and it was dated 2016. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Like, this is crazy. But it was really the sound up boot camp that really lit a fire because you had to flesh out your idea. You really right. had to come with what do you want to do? Why should you be part of this? And it actually, I thought it had my name on it. I was like, oh, my God, a woman of color. That's me. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, so that's that's super, super interesting. And you started your show in September, right? I did. And you know, what's funny is I probably would have not started it in September and we wouldn't even be talking today. But I finally just had to pull the plug and do it. I was doing a show for 2,000 people, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to launch this trailer before I do this show so that I can promote it to 2,000 people. And I did. Like Before the comedy show, I put up a PowerPoint presentation on how you could subscribe to my podcast. And how was that? I, I bet you you got a lot of traction from that. I did. I really did. I, I don't know how many of them still listen, but I got enough traction on that one clip and then subscribers and reviewers. So that really helped kind of feel like I was doing something useful with my time. And for me, what I've discovered is that for promoting your show as a podcaster, you just have to do everything and anything. And then some things stick, some things don't stick, and you just kind of keep rolling with the punches. But there's nothing traditional about it. So just kind of go with the flow. I literally, if I'm sitting on the plane next to someone and I see they have an iPhone, I'm like, oh, do you listen to podcasts? Can I give you a new one to listen to? Oh, you don't want to listen? That's fine. Just subscribe and write a review. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need to start doing that. That is actually going to be my motto for sure, for sure. So I definitely think that cost is a big thing that a lot of people might be a little bit weary about when they're starting a podcast because they think maybe it's expensive or what does it entail? So I figured since we are both on a newbie podcasting journey, we have all the details on how much it actually costs to start a, a podcast. And we've broken down our expenses into eight categories, and it's going to be mics and accessories, so microphones and accessories, software, your website and maintenance, production costs, hosting, because you can't really host it on your own website, as social media, email, and events and conferences. So Shireen, let's start off with microphones. What are you using right now and how much is it all costing you? I got lucky. I My boyfriend is, used to be in a band. He had one of those kicks where in his college years, he was like, I'm going to be a musician. So he actually had a mic that he was able to dig up. Um, so I'm using that mic. My mic is free. Um, I did buy a foam for the mic uh, for the sound. I did end up buying a windscreen. I thought I was going to get away with that one. I did have to buy that. That was like $8. And then I bought lav mics uh, so I could do remote uh, interviews with my field recorder without carrying my mics around. So that was like $30. 
So for me, my Blue Yeti mic was $120 and I bought some foam and windscreen protection, which was about 10 to 13 bucks. Now, unfortunately, my dog ate my foams, so I had to replace (laughs) it. (laughs) So um, that is something that, you know, these are small expenses, but that's definitely a cost. And I would definitely recommend if you are podcasting to have a foam because it just helps absorb, absorb the sound and just provides better quality. Now, let's talk about software. What are you using to edit your podcasts? So I got lucky that I have a Mac and I'm just using GarageBand, which is free on there. I mean, a lot of people tell me it's not the best software to use, but I'm at this point, I'm not trying to invest a lot more money and the sound quality seems fine to me on GarageBand and it's easy to use. And then I use another software called Auphonics, which is an online, it's on the web. It's actually free, I think for the first four hours, but I did have to purchase extra hours because I messed up. So for me, I use Audacity and Audacity is absolutely free. It's there's a definitely a learning curve, I think, but I'm at the point now where I have the flow right. I know what I'm doing, I think. <laughs> so that is free. And I also have eCam Recorder for Skype. I was able to get a 10% coupon code and that about was about $36. So that was my cost. So in terms of software for me, that was about 36 and for Shireen, we're talking about 11 bucks. Now, how about your website? What are you doing in terms of maintaining your website? Oh man, that was a pain. That I think my website was the biggest pain about starting a podcast because I wanted to go fancy. I didn't want like a Wix or one of those free platforms. So I decided I was going to learn WordPress and do my entire website in WordPress, which if I were to charge myself for the hours that it took to learn WordPress, that should be like $1,000. Um, but I just went through GoDaddy. Uh, I bought a website domain, um, the hosting. You have to buy hosting. You have to buy security. So um, your site is uh, safe. And then you also have to pri- buy privacy. So it kind of starts to add up. And then you have to actually buy the WordPress template and then learn how to use WordPress. So that's what I'm using. Yes, I also use WordPress. The good thing for me is that because I've been blogging for almost four years, I already knew how to use WordPress. And because I already have a brand, I just created a subdomain from my domain and that was free. So I don't have to pay for any additional like website domain or, or any anything like that. So that was kind of my hack. But I noticed I didn't really have good photography and I really wanted to have sharp photos that really made a statement. I wanted my afro out in the wind, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I invested $150 in photography. So I invested $150 from a website. And and also I didn't have a developer create my website. Actually, like you said, I did it myself and I was painstakingly, but I knew I didn't want to spend extra money. So that's why I was kind of being frugal. But I did spend a lot of time. It's a lot of time to create this website for sure. Yeah, I still feel like I could do so much more with it. But I'm like, I don't there's certain things I just can't figure out how to do, but I'm not going to pay somebody to do it for me. (laughs) Right. Totally, totally understand. Now for production in terms of music, what did you buy for your intro and outro? I just went to, uh, I, well, I went to a bunch of sites that had free music and I ended up going to Audio Jungle and they have a whole library. I mean, you could spend days just listening to their music and that's where I ended up picking my, my sound from. Yes. And I 
also got my sound from Audio Audio Jungle. And we spent about similar, like, $20, $21. So that's how much it costs for the music. Have you thought about, like, getting additional music for your show? Or are you just happy with the one that you have? Well, I did talk to a couple of creators, like musicians, who were willing to create the sound for my song for a certain price. I think one guy wanted $50 and one wanted 100 I just was nervous because I didn't want them to go through all that work and then I didn't like it. And I didn't know how, I'm not really good at telling people I don't like their stuff, especially creative. So I would have just paid them for it and then been stuck with it. Um, so for right now, I'm, I'm good with my music until I get really big. And then I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll do like sponsorships of music or something. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, podcast hosting. And we actually have the same host. So tell us a little bit about what you're using. I use a um, a podcast host called Libsyn, and from all the research I did and the podcasters that I talked to that are doing really well, they all suggested this platform, um, and it's pretty reasonable. I mean, it's $15 a month. It's $20 if you want extra analytics, but I cheated the system, and I did it for two days just to see what I get, and it was nothing like spectacular to pay the extra $5 for. Sorry, Libsyn, uh, if you're listening to this, but I think you're just fine with the $15 per month. It gives you enough information to go and figure out what's working and what's not with your podcast. That's actually a really great hack. I haven't done that, but I'm happy that you're shared with that with us so that I know now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I changed it to the 20 day in the middle of my cycle. And then two days later, I just changed it back. And I think they charged 60 cents to my credit card, maybe just, I don't know if that was a prorated amount or what, but I was like for 60 cents, at least I got to see what $20 gets you. Exactly, exactly. And I also have the $15 plan and it works great for my show since I produce shows bi-weekly. Do you produce shows weekly or bi-weekly? I produce them weekly. Oh, and I wanted to say you, there are promo codes for Lipson. I did use one. So you get your first month free. That's true. There's I did use that. one. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Very true. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely the frugal type. We're saving money where we can, right? <laughs> Girl, this, I mean, this is expensive. I didn't realize like when you start actually buying stuff and like starting to collect things but now it's like my christmas wish list is all podcasting stuff yes 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 now okay we're gonna move on to social media what are you using in terms of sharing are you doing any ads at all so i um i create all my ads on canva i use the free templates you can also buy it and then i do try using facebook ads i'm still experimenting with it so i probably spend maybe ten dollars a week just doing A-B testing on different uh, different episodes that I'm launching. Okay, great. So I also use Canva and I have the paid version of the plan. And um, because I have a blog, I split the expense between my blog and my podcast. I also have Buffer, which is a, sh- a social sharing platform. So I'm able to schedule out my posts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I've also dabbled in Facebook ads, but I've only invested one time and I only spent seven bucks. So I'm not really sure. I don't know. I didn't feel like it, the value was that was there. What are you thinking about Facebook ads? I think, well, sometimes I get good value and sometimes I don't. I think it depends on who I'm interviewing and then whether Facebook has them listed as an interest. So like you can uh, you can specify who you want your ads to target, like female, male, age groups, and then by interest. And so if that person has been on a TV show or has written a book, I can usually focus just on people who like that. But if it's somebody like vague or like does too many things, it's harder to focus. Very interesting. And are you using any resources to help you learn more about Facebook ads? 
just YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. Good, <laughs> Everything good. is on YouTube. <laughs> great. Great, great, great. All right. So now we're going to move on to emails. Are you using anything to share emails? And what kind of emails are you sending out to your listeners? So I use MailChimp, which is free for, I think, up to 2,000 people on your subscriber list or maybe 200. I'm, I haven't reached that number yet, so I haven't really paid attention. But um, I send out a weekly email just saying, hey, a new episode is dropped. And then I also try to make it personal. Like I give them like a couple things that are going on in my life as well. Yes, yes, yes. So when I first started blogging, I did start with MailChimp. But over time, I've been using ConvertKit. And ConvertKit really helps me to do segmentation. I'm able to do a lot of various different things. And because I split that with my blog, I'm paying about $15 um, per month on that expense. All right. So but I definitely think that if you don't want to spend any money on emailing, like MailChimp is a great resource. How has your experience been with MailChimp? I really liked it. I did make a mistake in the beginning. I uh, I put the subscription link on my website, but I didn't do double subscribe or, or double opt-in and I got a bunch of spam. So make sure you go ahead and do the double opt-in. One of the last categories that we have on here is conferences and events. And this is totally optional because it really depends on your schedule and if you see it of value. So have you attended any events and conferences this year? I have not. I I do want to. It is on the list of things to do. But I felt like I was so new this year that I didn't really know what the point was. Like, I didn't know what I would get out of it. Um, But I definitely plan to go to one in March. Excellent. And which one is that? It's called PodFest. Yes, in Orlando, right? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I on accommodations. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I will be at Podcast Movement in 2019. And I actually went to the Philadelphia Podcast Movement in 2018, back in July. That's even before I started my podcast. Oh, wow. Yes. And my total expense, I was only there for one day and I was presenting. So I only spent $130. Uh, and that included like the hotel and lunch and breakfast and things like that. So for a conference, that was pretty like reasonable, uh, reasonable price. But of course, it all depends on where you what your needs are pretty much in terms of events and conferences. Now on a monthly basis, if you had to give a number of how much you're spending per month, what would that number be? Oh, man, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> I would say probably like 50, 60 bucks, maybe 60. Yes, yes. And for me, I would say about 40 to 50 bucks. The interesting thing I thought is that when we totaled all of our numbers, I've spent $659 for the past three months of podcasting and you spent 657 So we're really close. We're on the money there. Man, I could have made a down payment on a car. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Think about all the shoes we could have bought. Yes, you know, or the trips that we could have gone on, you know. But we're getting fulfillment. Yes. That's what matters. <laughs> yes, that's very, very important. And I think for me, this is also a good exercise so that I can figure out the places that I need to cut down, if anything. Um, so this this is a, definitely an eye opener. And I think with setting goals, it's good to have a goal of starting a podcast. But it's also important to think about how much expenses am I going to have and how is this going to fit into my budget? Now, you can totally offset these costs by having sponsors. So that's definitely something that I'm interested in doing in the future. And uh, that's that's that. And how can people connect with you? Sure, you can find me uh, on my website, funnybrowngirl.com. Or you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Funny Brown Girl. 
And my podcast is called Creative Breakthrough. You can find it on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or you can go to my website and find it there, funnybrowngirl.com. Oh, and I was all about the free classes online. I mean, Pat Flynn does a class. There's so many free resources. You, there's, there's ways to save money in this game.